Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. Stop making noises. Uh, <laughs> you love those noises. You guys need a minute? <laughs> Josh and I can leave the room. I've had 23 years. Well, anniversary time here. 23 years. Make some romance like this. Oh, gosh. Pack your body bags. We're going on a slaycation. I'm your co-host, Adam Tex Davis, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely wife and true crime nut. Hi. Kim. Hello. Hi. Hi, Kimmy. You seem very revved How up for doing? this one. How oh, you wow. doing? All right. Uh bring in a little extra today. And then uh, my longtime friend and business partner and buddy and uh True crime producer and producing partner and all these other things. Uh, Jerry, how you doing? I'm good. Tex, how you doing? I'm all right. Great to hear it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> today we're talking about murders that happen on vacation, otherwise known as a slaycation. I don't know what's going on in the case. I deliberately keep myself sequestered from knowing anything so that I can uh, be like you. Kind of like raising our kid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That was a shot. From I couldn't the, help it. I'm yeah, sorry. Was it, it was a joke, guys. No, he's a wonderful father. Uh, let's ask our kid. Wonderful so, <laughs> thank you, honey. But I definitely sequester myself from knowing anything so that I, like you, the listener, can hear and, and hopefully I can ask, ask questions that you would ask if you were here. But, Kim, you've been toiling away on this. I think I've missed six dinners because you've been toiling away on this. I make my own dinner, by the way. This one seems like a toughie. So, you know what? Let's just get right into it. All right, Kim, where does this week's slaycation take place? We will be slaycating in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. All right, so what's going on, honey? The who, what, where, when, what the fuck happened? That's what this case is. Just me asking those questions. Because it's confounding? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh. I think confounding is the right word. So let's begin with the setup. Okay. So on October 28th, 2022. So Oh, just happened. Yeah. A woman by the name of Shanquella Robinson and six of her travel companions. Ah, this one's been in the news. Yes. A lot. Yes. I was wondering when we were going to get to this one. Yes. We're there. Yeah. We're here. All right. I mean, I know the headlines. Right. I don't know the details that well, you are confounded by. 
So six of her travel companions, that would be Khalil Cook, Winter Donovan, Alyssa Hyatt, Dijanae Jackson, on October 28th, 2022, arrived in San Jose del Cabo, Mexico. And another one who would show up the following day, Nazir Wiggins. I didn't know you had a list of names. I didn't find a list of names. Oh, yeah. So this is new information for me. I needed to know the names. I did a little extra digging digging for the, for the names. Yeah, they've been very careful not to say the names. Yeah. Oh, so it's her and five people go down there. And right, one, on the 28th. One meets them. There's right. three guys, three girls. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they would be staying in a resort city in the uh, luxurious Cabo Villa, and the group would retire to Villa Linda 32, where celebratory birthday shenanigans were on the docket for the next day. And two of the guests, Dejanae Jackson and I think Nazir Wiggins, would be celebrating their birthdays. So it was a birthday celebration. Okay. And that, these people are in their 20s, 30s? They were in their 20s. Shanquella was born on January 9th, 1997. So they're all in their 20s. Yeah, and 20s. I, okay. and the group is acquainted with each other. So they arrive there the 28th of October and they get their villa. And apparently it's beautiful. They have their own pool. They have a private chef. It's a five-bedroom, beautiful layout, and the place goes for almost $1,500 a night. Wow. Which, you know, you got six people I mean, there. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, not yeah. It's affordable. Yeah. Right. So it, it, oh, easy there, Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so they get there. They're all ready to celebrate, you know, given just the nature of why they're there. You figure everybody's just happy to be there. And, you know, they would drink and they would eat. And why wouldn't you? You have a private chef. You private have Private chef, yeah. Yeah. Nice, right? That is nice. Place is beautiful too. It's yeah. gorgeous. Nothing bad ever happens there until So Shinquella would speak to her mother that night that they first got there and her mom reports that she sounds happy and cheerful and just looking forward to the rest of her stay there. And how long were they staying? They were just staying until I think it was the 31st, just the weekend. Okay. So weekend, beautiful villa, private chef, private pool. Yeah. Sounds like the perfect setup for a slaycation. Yeah. What happened? Very unfortunately. Mm. So she's in great spirits. They're young, so you know they're posting on social media. Right. You know, and there's a couple of posts of her, you know, posting when she gets there and posting. So is this Instagram? Yeah. Okay. There's actually a video of her you know, kind of calling out to the group, like, where y'all hoes at, you know? Right. And uh, I think they were going to go skinny dipping or Ooh, something. In the private pool. Yeah, I mean, why yeah. not? Why not? I have one of the posts I found from the villa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I will show you. I, I should say before I show you this photo, she was considered to be a minor influencer. She was very active yeah. on social yeah, media. Yeah, she was active. I think her accounts have been removed, but this is a clearly opposed sort of Instagram photo. Okay. It does look like a commercial. Like, it looks mm -hmm. like an advertisement. No, it's really, it's a nicely done photo. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right. Yeah. And that's just her there. 
I believe she did some modeling. Uh, oh yeah, she's, she's beautiful. She's beautiful, and the photos beautifully posed and well lit. Yeah. That, like that could be an ad for the bag that mm-hmm. she's holding. It could be an ad for the sunglasses, the outfit. So that is what the last post or no? No, it's. I don't think it's just the last of, post. It's just one of many. It's like you know when you're young and you're right. happening and you're a happening babe. You're down there for a birthday weekend with a bunch of your friends. And acquaintances made sure you look great. You got your hair done. Yeah, no, you took sure. your coolest looking clothes. Right. Like, so why mm-hmm. not taking pictures, doing your thing? Sure. All right. So she's the social media influencer. She's down there with her friends. We got two birthdays. Yeah. And apparently, my understanding was that she didn't know the others very well. Oh, I okay. mean, they were more like just a part of the group. It felt like maybe a friend of a friend kind of situation. Gotcha. So it wasn't like a necessarily a friend group as much as like right. friends and then friends mm-hmm. of friends. Right. And, yeah. Okay. A bunch of them are from, uh, I'll just mention from Winston-Salem mm-hmm. State University. Right. So. That's where Shanquella had gone to college. And I know that Khalil yeah, had Khalil also. Yeah. Okay. And, so she, the, and, and just to give a little more context for her, many of them met at Winston-Salem. Yeah, that's right. She actually had a business braiding children's hair. Uh, exquisite kids, she called it. And she also had a business where she sold women's clothes and her friend Khalil would design some of those clothes. And he was a really yeah. good friend of hers. From what I understand, he had vacationed with her and her family right. previously. But there was no romantic. No, no, there was nothing romantic Just between friends. them. Just friends. Interesting concept. Yeah, and... (laughs) Just friends. So two best friends, guy and girl, Yeah, down there. They're very entrepreneurial. Yes. Uh, She's kind of a hot shit influencer to some degree. Yeah, I I would say that. How many Instagram followers did she have? We don't know. Oh. We don't know. We haven't been able to find it. It seems like the the accounts are gone. Gotcha. She wasn't like a major influencer. Right. I'll tell you what, that picture was pretty good. But I would get her some, uh, some likes. You can be a minor influencer these days and make some money online but she was making money from her businesses she was like living the kind of 20 something dream of being an entrepreneur and like your own business and not having to go to the office nine to five so that was her her thing it seemed to me too that she was very friendly she had a really nice relationship with her parents very close with her mom even like to the point where on this fun friends trip to Mexico, she called her mom, her mom from Mexico to check in. Like, you know, she's a good kid. Yeah. It makes it sad. Yeah. It is sad. It is sad. I mean, of course it's sad. And she's also, you know... <clears throat> I know it's harder for you to make your jokes You'll when it's there. sad like this. He'll, he'll find, he'll find he, a way. I know, I know. He always finds a way to joke. You guys want to go on a vacation? <laughs> she's... This, this sort of plays into what we're about to get into, but she's known to be a very... She's not a violent person. She doesn't like drama. She's never... The person who's at the center of like the drama, she's more of a peacemaker. I mean, See, she Kim, just, there are people like that. She just comes across as just really open and friendly and kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just exuded that. Oh boy. Also, another. <laughs> it seems thing. like you guys, are, you, know, you guys are trying. To, I think uh, we're. I think we're avoiding this. I honestly, I, I, yeah. I again, not a fan of getting into these cases sometimes right. because they're just sad. You know, we're about to get into some stuff that's just like, what? As Kim says, like, the what the fuck? This one is so what the fuck that it's it's confounding is the right word. The thing that makes it difficult, too, is that there's differing accounts. Right. What we do know is that at a certain point on the 29th of 
October. Which is day... Is, which is day two. Day I mean, two. So she hasn't even been there Holy a full shit. 24 okay. hours. Jesus. One of them reaches out to the concierge and says that they have a friend that's needing medical assistance. Okay. And requiring the care of a physician. Like they don't say like bleeding or... No, no. Sick. They What they say is we have a friend... She has alcohol poisoning. Oh. Can we have somebody? Right, doctor. Right. Or EMT or whatever. Right. And so this was approximately, I guess, maybe two-ish. In the morning. Two in the afternoon. In the afternoon. Right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had gotten the sense from looking at the video of her calling out to her friends, you know, that this had all taken place during that morning. That's my guest. And, and she's so, in the room. She's in the villa. Just to just to add one thing Absolutely. is, so just before noon on that day, Shanquella was found passed out on the floor of one of the bathrooms in the villa by a housekeeper. Um, the housekeeper, assuming she was probably just sleeping it off, it's a party town, let her friends know, hey, you know, your, your friend is passed out in the bathroom. And then... Where, around, were the, where were the friends just... They were around the villa. Gotcha. So then around two o'clock, about two hours after that, is when the friends called the concierge and said, we need medical help for our friend who has had too much alcohol. Okay. So they called for help for Shanquella about two hours later. Gotcha. Right. So they call the doctor. Mm-hmm. Doctor arrives, assesses Shanquella, who's unresponsive. Is she's, that the... she's minimally responsive. Right. So it's like, this is, by the way, an hour later. So now it's around 3.15. Right. Okay. So the doctor arrives around 3.15. And she does her vitals and notes that her vitals are overall normal. Mm -hmm. Somewhat responsive, but he describes her later as clearly dehydrated. Dehydration is part of alcohol. But it's also like, you know. Right. And that's sort of par for the core when you've been drinking. And she had suggested that her friends take Shanquella to the hospital. She she strongly, strongly suggested that Shanquella go to the hospital. Right. And the, they the friends refused. Yeah, they were adamant that she be treated at the villa. By okay. who? The doctor. Oh. Right. And the doctor said the only thing they could do is to do an IV, IV line to, to rehydrate okay. her. The doctor is concerned that it's dehydration plus she's minimally responsive. So she really should she be she should be in a hospital. Right. The friends are refusing that. So this is now almost four forty five ish. Yeah. They're they've been trying to put an IV in her and during the attempts to put the IV in her arm... She has a seizure. Yeah. Mm. So and she then, starts having a seizure, and now it's... Now they call an ambulance. But friend's like, okay, okay, you can take it. Now they call an ambulance. Right. But at this point, she has the seizure, and then she goes into cardiopulmonary arrest. Ooh. Right. And the doctor begins CPR. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And? And? Uh, didn't work. Uh, around just before 6 o'clock, after many attempts to CPR and resuscitate her... She's pronounced dead at the villa. Right. Well, the paramedics had come, and they had pulled all the stops Mm -hmm. with doing more rounds of CPR, Mm -hmm. giving her adrenaline and the defibrillator, and even following all of that. Gotcha. Yeah. So on October 29th, 2022, at 5.57 p.m., Shanquella was pronounced dead. Okay. And at this point, the story is that she drank, drank too much, much alcohol. Right. 
she passed out and then just somehow that led to this seizure and cardiopulmonary arrest, which is not normally where you end up from drinking too much, but could it, happen. It could happen. Right. And now I am scratching my chin. The friends didn't want her to go to the hospital. Correct. And that makes me chin scratchingly suspicious. You should be. That's okay. reasonable. So that's that's my first little hmm. And yeah, that is a definitely a good hmm. Cuz why wouldn't you want your friend? But also it's like, wait, they get to have authority over her? Well, okay. So I know that at a certain point when it all started where they when they had received when they had noted that she wasn't doing well and they were going to have the doctor come, Khalil had called her mother to let her know that mm-hmm. she wasn't feeling well right. and that she had alcohol poisoning. Right. And they was getting her help. She mm-hmm. was getting medical attention. Right. So he had kept in right. touch with... Okay. Now, obviously, if was asked, like, hey, can we take her to the... Hospital would probably have said yes. Yes, yes. yes. So he, I'm sure he there. didn't. And then Khalil. Sure, he didn't mention that. I mean, as somebody that her mother knew as a close friend of her daughter's. Right, you would expect. I'm sure that she wasn't alarmed because she trusted mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Right. Right. Actually, you're bringing up a point. I don't know what the rules are on that. Like, if, if, if something were to happen to me right now and an ambulance or a doctor came and you guys said, don't take him to the hospital. Yeah, what the, I can't even imagine have... a reality of a medical professional saying to me, I think that they should go to the hospital. Right. And, and me no. going, no, 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 no. I, I don't do think that's a good idea. do you have the authority to do that? Like, do you have the authority to say can no? The, or... Can the paramedics insist that they take me to the hospital? Or are my friends allowed to say I always thought no. that they could take you. I don't know. Your friends don't have authority over you. but okay. I don't know. I think that there was an issue of cost or insurance. I don't know. Oh, right. Is this doctor part of the villa? No. So, so they called an outside doctor, yeah. like who was local, came over, recommended. And then you said that the doctor said you need to take mm-hmm. her. So like you need to take her. Not well, no. The doctor. They wanted, the doctor wanted an ambulance, ambulance to, come to come and take her to and the And they hospital. said, no, no, no. Correct. Right. I don't understand why a doctor wouldn't overrule that and just... But whatever, okay. Just the sheer fact that they're saying no, no, no. I mean, I don't know that a doctor could overrule that. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know know. what But also, like, if you did something stupid and you're trying to, like, don't take her to the hospital because there's going to find something or something suspicious, like, I mean, if you just leave her there and something which clearly happened, that's all going to come out. So it feels kind of stupid to not let her go and have the best chance of surviving. But it seems like nobody thought that, like, oh, my God, this is not going to happen, right? Right. Is- I mean, one could speculate that their understanding was she's, she's drunk. intoxicated. She just needs to sleep it off. Right. She'll be fine. Let's not make a big deal out of it. Let's not right. ruin the vacation. And now we're dealing with hospitals and stuff. Right. That's right. true. I mean, even when you fell and hit your head right. when we were down the shore. Right. It's like, oh, God, we're going to spend the whole day in the hospital getting you stitches. But your loving husband was like, insisted that we do that. Okay, that's not how that happened. Kind of is. No, that's Kinda exactly, is. that's not what happened. 
what you think you wanted to go and I said no? That's exactly what happened. Oh. <laughs> that's ex- any yes, that's oh. exactly what happened. Anyway. So so here's here's where this might fall. I'm just looking this up because I'm curious now. Yeah, yeah. So you personally can say I don't want to go to the hospital. Sure. Right. They have to honor that. To honor it, but they also have to inform you of all, all of the risks, right? Basically the rule is if you can say who you are, where you are, what day it is, what's going on, you're allowed to refuse treatment and transport. Now, in a case where you can't, which is her case because she's minimally responsive, your legal guardian or someone who has power of attorney can say yes or no. But in the case where the person's unresponsive and no one in that room is their guardian or has power of attorney, you're in a gray area. Yeah. And that's when the medical personnel have to make a decision. Now, if you are alone and you're unresponsive, then they can treat you as having implied consent. But in her case... She had people she had saying people, no. So it's a gray area. And now all of them were saying no, even her best know. friend, or we don't, we don't know. know. What we know for sure is her best friend didn't insist because she didn't go right. to the hospital. Right. Okay. So I don't know whether he said no or not, but he definitely didn't overrule the no. Right. No. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. Listen to Murder in the Hollywood Hills for free each week or subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com to unlock new episodes one week early. Hey, this is Kim. You know me. I love a good true crime podcast. Well, I'm not the only one who's excited for The Burden, a new true crime series from Orbit Media, the folks who brought you the number one hit, Empire on Blood. Anyway, The Burden tells the story of Detective Louis Chlorella, once celebrated for solving the toughest cases in New York City in the 90s. But things took a turn when a group of convicted murderers, all claiming to be innocent, became jailhouse lawyers and began investigating the investigator. Turns out they uncovered all kinds of issues with Detective Sclorella's involvement in dozens of cases, which led to the release of over 20 people he helped convict. Not only that, but the government had to pay out a record-breaking $150 million in wrongful conviction settlements with more to come. The question is, Can these potentially wrongly convicted murderers get themselves released too? You'll have to listen to find out. The Burden, which includes first-time interviews with Detective Sclorella himself, is out now with new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is called Slaycation, not... I drank too much and passed out and had a seizure and a heart attack and died. So, is there more? Well, at this point, Shanquella is deceased and her family has to be notified. And Khalil calls Shanquilla's mother and informs her that Shanquilla has passed. And now there's all these arrangements now that have to be made to bring her body back to the United States. 
And this was interesting, was that very same night, her travel companions had asked the concierge, the people at the resort, to get them a car or something they was going out to dinner. Mm -hmm. But they ended up just going back to the U.S. So they just left. They just took off and, you know. All of them. All of them. All of them. Every last one. Yeah. Damn. And the... The folks at the front desk and some workers unrelated to each other independently reported that the group was laughing and, you know, sort of having fun. Like, they weren't necessarily behaving. I don't want to do the whole, like, how you're supposed to behave when someone dies. But these people were apparently laughing and didn't seem particularly upset. Hmm. Right. But again, you know, people deal with things different ways. But they left. They They left. They left. And, you know, they bought... Shanquella's belongings brought it back to her parents. Who did? Her travel companions. Okay, so they left, but they didn't leave, like, as in scattering and... Well, he, the friend, I guess, took some stuff. He took her things and brought it back to her family. Right. But her family had to go down and get her and stuff, or... uh, They had to make arrangements. Um, Yeah, they had to find out where she was and then make arrangements. And my understanding is that that whole thing cost them about $7,000. So at that point, her family, their understanding now is, okay, so she got drunk and it wasn't really sitting right with them. Mm -hmm. Or Um, me. Right, right. And the story is very, you know, it's murky. Murky. And long. It's long. It's like a long, there's like six hours elapsed from the first, like, hey... She's Shanquella's passed out in the bathroom until she's passed away. Now, is Shanquella, like, known as a big drinker? Is this... No, not at all. Mm-mm. Not okay, at all. No. And that's why her family is uh, Did they do autopsy, surprised. obviously? Yes. The and... Mexican authorities did do an autopsy. And look, even if you're not, you know, if you're not a big drinker and you drink so much, you know, one might say, oh, your body's not used to that. I mean, there's just so many moving pieces. But, you know, at this point, that was the narrative that they kept going on about. Alcohol poisoning, alcohol poisoning. Every piece of information that I had read re- related to this case, that was what they kept saying. Mm-hmm. So the Mexican autopsy essentially said that Shanquella died of, in layman terms, a broken, broken neck. neck. Right. That, a that, broken neck? That her yeah. spine and neck were, were broken. Right. Oh, snap. And, right. So uh, that there was some damage to... Now, could that have happened during the seizure? Or... Uh, not according to the Mexican okay. autopsy. All right. Uh, the Mexican autopsy... How is the Mexican autopsy different than an American autopsy? It's done with... Uh, <laughs> it's just done in Mexico. It's done in Mexico. Okay. <laughs> just making sure there's not a... There's no... no we're saying specific... No, it's, a, it's an autopsy. It's just done in Mexico. And... No, they they said that there was a violent. It was a violent, violent death. death. But uh, the doctor and, did not note that. No, because no. the doctor, as far as they knew, were treating a passed out person who gotcha. was unresponsive from alcohol okay. poisoning, and no evidence of alcohol in her blood. What? Yeah. How do you die of alcohol poisoning with no alcohol in your blood? Well, Explain look, that, it, Kim. It, again, it's complicated. The answer is she didn't die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> that is seems to be the case. It does seem to be the case. Yeah. And so that's autopsy. A twist. Yeah, so the autopsy was conducted the day after her death. 
She died of a broken neck when they uh, did her death certificate. They noted the cause was severe spinal cord injury and atlas luxation, which is the neck injury. So how do you get a broken neck by not drinking alcohol? Autopsy also noted some interesting things that then raised many more questions. So they noticed that she had a three-inch bruise on her forehead, maybe from falling. Mm -hmm. Also had bruises on her left wrist, both sides of her pelvis, internal hemorrhaging behind her right eye. And this is where the problem with all of these things that they noted that these injuries all occurred more than 12 hours before her death at 5.57, somewhere within the 12-hour range. More than 12 hours. Yeah. She died around 6 p.m. So okay. they're saying sometime earlier that morning. Gotcha, the morning. Okay. Yep. And that's basically what the report says. So now the family is like... Well, somebody beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Sounds like. So that brings us to the video. So a video surfaces November 16th, I believe. Okay, so a month later. Right. A video surfaces online. I don't even know where specifically. Apparently somebody in the group leaked the video. Okay. What's the video? So the video is of Shanquella being brutally beaten by one of her travel companions. And that travel companion was identified as Dejeuner Jackson. Knew it was going to be her. Well, you were right. Fuck. So, so wait, <laughs> one person, one person. Yeah, so, the video is It's so awful I'll and so it. upsetting that. And it was just posted. Like just somebody it, posted it. We're unclear somebody, on how it got uh, out. And how it got out and how it was leaked. It's interesting because in the video, you see this woman just attacking Shanquella mm-hmm. and literally just Pummeling. hammering her with punches yeah. and okay. kneeing her to her face. And oh, Jesus. It, I mean, it yeah. was... All, all it, the spots on the autopsy, basically. It's right. like a list. You know, and you see it starts outside and she's punching her and punching her and they come in the room and she's hitting her. And she's so someone's it. following with the camera. There's someone with the camera. Yeah. It looks like there might be someone else in the room. Someone else, it sounds like not the camera person, says something like, you know, Quella, why, why aren't you even fighting back? Right, which uh. is her dad is like, that's not her style. She's not. Right, you, you said that before. So she yeah. ends up on the ground and this person's still pummeling her and it's just, a, it's a horrible video. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's horrible a horrible video. video. I think for me, the thing that I found most upsetting about it was, why are you taking video yeah. of this? Why is this guy who... Her friend. Her friend. Is he there? Is he in the video? I believe he's the one that said, Quella, aren't you going to even fight back? Hmm. I believe that was him. I mean, you could say, like, look, some kind of scrap happens and one person's fighting and you're like, hey, fight back. It's like you can't just... If somebody's getting their ass no, beat... No, this, is, this isn't a fight. This is an attack. It's yeah, not it's, a fight. It's, and it's, look, let's just take a moment. We're adults. Are we really going to just let two of our travel companions just have at it? Like, are we really going to let them do that? Which ones? Depends on the person. Who are they? Yeah. <laughs> I can make a list. I can make a list. No, no, we would, we would all, we would all. Step no, in I, and stop I can't that. imagine that we would just be like with our cameras taking a video and 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 not. I'd probably be the one hitting. Uh, not like this. You would fight someone if you needed to. This is not a fight. This right. is a. Assault. I mean, this person is is very clearly within like the first three or four seconds. Like Shanquel is 
appears to be non-responsive. So like, she got knocked out. She and, looks and knocked and out being held and up still and happening. Still punching it. Right. And then she's on the ground and it's right. just... Yeah, why does nobody stop these things? And then, allegedly, she's got her good friend who's there and not stopping it. But, I mean, sometimes... Well, nobody's stopping it. Yeah, but I'm like, two girls are fighting and maybe the guy doesn't want to jump in and... Well, I guess the thing is... it's not a fight, is, you're it, saying. It's not a fight. And the thing is, it's... Mm-hmm. I mean, if you w- were to witness that... Hold on, I gotta see this video. All right, here we go. I'm gonna watch this. So a lot of slapping, beating, kind of knocks her down, continues pummeling. Oh man, yeah, she's not fighting back at all. She's just sitting there. So like, she's more than just sitting there. She looks dazed. She looks dazed. Yeah. Right, but here's the thing. I watch a lot of videos that are like fight videos. Person's down. I mean, none of oh, the kick was pretty bad, but none of those look like like kill shot type things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. It's, well, the problem with those kind of things is like you don't have to have a kill shot, but if you cause someone enough internal damage, right, um, and then throw them in a bathroom for five hours, right, to be found by housekeeping. Well, at look, noon, her neck was broken, but it, it definitely was a one-sided fight. It wasn't mm-hmm. a fight. It was it was one person pummeling another person, and then they do walk off. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't like just keep going and have to be pulled off. In a way, I've seen worse videos on. You know, like some of these crazy clips and crap that's on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, yeah but but is it a group of friends that are supposedly vacationing together? Is it a well? Fights happen among friends. I mean, right? It's not fights happen after- among friends, but I mean, let's not pretend that this or husbands is, and wives is yeah okay. Let's not pretend that this is the same thing as you know just a a fight. I mean. They're a group of friends, or rather a group of... I was going to say, they're not even all friends. Well, right. But the thing is, it's like, if you're there and you have somebody that, from everybody's understanding, Khalil Cook was her very close friend. Right, but he's I mean, somebody that vacationed with your family, like, at the very least, would you think that they would just sit by and watch as you got beaten that way? I mean, look, it all happens very fast, and it's not like a prolonged, minutes-long beating. It's The whole thing takes place in about 30 seconds. Right, but the, af- right, the but, aftermath also is Right, but the thing is, too, it's like, how do you have your camera up and ready for, for that whole thing? I mean, well, that's the thing. The, I mean, you, start, you have to grab your camera started, and— I mean, look, clearly there was something going on between these women. One woman clearly was incensed with the other, starts fighting— the phone. I mean, the video starts. They're they're kind of already fighting. It's not like you get the back and forth before the fighting. They're already engaged. Right. But my point is, if I'm in a group of people, I guess I'm crazy because if two people are getting ready to come to blows, my instinct is not to grab my phone and start. Right. Taping. Which just means you're never going to get paid by TMZ for having the cool footage. So we'll just. No, I'm just saying that we are in a society today where people pull out their phone. If someone gets attacked by an animal, some asshole is filming it. Like, yeah. we do that now. Which is also kind of nuts when you think, like, we are so addicted and, like, just little slaves to our phones that oh, our yeah. first reaction, even when you go go out sometimes and you're, like, at a show or a concert and you look around, there's, you know, 40,000 people it's all with phones. their phones in yeah. the air. No, one not, no one's paying attention yeah, to anything. Course. So this is the this is the culture we're in where everyone everyone thinks of themselves as some kind of important journalist or I got to capture this and right. none of it's important. Right. The only thing that's actually important 
is the people in the room with you right. at that time. But this is like world star type shit, like where two women are fighting on vacation and someone whips out their phone and, oh, someone so-and-so got a beatdown. It's bad, but it's not like the most horrible thing I've ever seen. You know, it doesn't look like someone's trying to kill somebody. It looks like someone's trying to beat the crap out of somebody to teach them right. a lesson for something. But then here's the thing. If you are watching two people fight, whether you have your phone out or not, and they're both on their feet at the beginning of the fight, and at right. the end of the fight, one of them is slumped on the ground, passed out, mm-hmm. typically someone would offer some sort of assistance, especially if it's theoretically your friends. You mean to stop the fight? or No, to, to help the person who's, who's right. been well, knocked the, out. The, I right? mean, the so camera kind of cuts. I don't know what happens after. Well, we kind of know what happens because she's I mean, she's on the ground. So is that where they find her? Because she's not no, in the she's, bathroom. She's, so somebody drags so her. We, we think or either, she went to the bathroom. I don't, I don't, we don't know. Right. We don't know how she got in the bathroom. Right. right. And we don't know, and we know that her friends did not attend to her right. during those five hours. From no, this, her that, friends that, that fight That fight happened at like seven in the morning. No, the friends suck, clearly. Not good friends. Don't travel with them. But also, she might have got herself to the bathroom to clean up, and then, you know, her neck is fucked up and, and she collapses. Sure. Somebody should have taken care of her. Right, and also the fact that that video happened at 7 a.m. Right. It's around two-something when the doctor comes. That's true. And, 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 only and they're saying, the, uh, oh, she's got alcohol poisoning. It's right. like you're not passed out from alcohol from seven hours right. ago. So obviously they talk to these friends. Who? The authorities? No. What do you mean? No, because they left. They took off. No, but we know who the people are. Yeah, but they left. It's a crime in Mexico. Oh, so only the U.S. can't do anything. So yeah, kind this, of, is yes, where this is where it gets kind super of murky messy. And, because... Yeah. So this is actually a reverse case. It's unusual. It's a little bit of reverse. The Mexican authorities consider this a murder, right? They they said that what they call femicide. Femicide. She was murdered for being a woman, right? This murdered is a, for being a woman. Yeah, a crime against a woman for for being a woman. Like that's right. I'm not sure why they designated it's, that. It's the equivalent to the United States homicide, and I guess because she's a woman, it's femicide. Okay. So they've said clearly there was an assault. The assault broke her neck. That eventually killed her. So they're calling it a murder. Right. And they Woman have, slaughter. They have asked for they have asked for the United States to extradite sure. this American suspect who's not named, but oh, I think we could they want to bring her back to Mexico. They want to bring ah, her back. Yeah, for, yeah. I mean they know who did it because she's on video. Right. But we can't say with certainty that that is Beating. exactly what killed her. We don't know that. Well. But that's the presumption of the Mexican authorities. That's why they've accused this person of, of homicide. The bar to get the U.S. to extradite someone to another country, particularly a country like Mexico where the justice system can be a little wonky, right. it's a very high bar. Okay. So we're not sending this person. Although, i got to say, you got a video. Right. Well, but the video, too, this is where it gets, again, dicey. The video doesn't prove murder. Correct. It and that's an where it, it gets. proves an assault, right. And Shanquella has an autopsy in the United States. They do their autopsy. Uh-huh. And there's they find all something different? sorts of inconsistencies. Totally what? Like mm-hmm. what? As Kim said, an autopsy was conducted back in the United States. Right. Radically different findings, right? So, right. The And the United States, just in comparison, it seems that the uh, Mexican authorities had done what they call a partial Partial autopsy. Yeah. 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 Don't know what, exactly what that means. No. Okay. So but. Mexican autopsy actually is something different. It's like a regular <laughs> autopsy. Well, just they did, wrong. They did enough to feel that they found 
the evidence of violent assault, broken spine, broken neck, and right. that, that was the cause of her death. Back here in Mecklenburg County in the United States, they determined no skull fractures, no evidence or hemorrhage of injury to surrounding neck muscle or the mid to low cervical or upper thoracic, no internal trauma, no fractures of the ribs. They say there's no evidence of hemorrhaging, no fractures in the posterior of the spinal column, and no evidence of any disruption of the spinal column alignment. So essentially, their autopsy is almost the opposite right. of the Mexican one. Well, and it's it, done a little bit later. And the family at this point, of course, her family, who are very close, are absolute just the... Devastated. De that devastated doesn't even begin to describe it. I mean, they've sure. lost their daughter, their sister... She's siblings, right? Am I saying that right? She has uh, a one older sister. Right. So, so they've lost their daughter, their sister. It's also um, hugely public. Yeah, yeah. And this it's become video this video that yeah. they have. The family has to watch. They believe, of course, that the assault had something to do with the death. Not necessarily that it caused it, but that there's something was going on that day beyond. Mm -hmm. You know, why did they call the ambulance? Why did they refuse the medical care? Yeah. Yep. So her family engaged Ben Crump to help solve this, and they've been appealing to the. State Department and the Biden administration to do something. But the American authorities have said, we don't see any evidence of murder. We don't believe it's a murder and we're not going to extradite anybody to Mexico. We're not going to pursue charges here. So as far as the FBI is concerned, it's a case to close situation. The autopsy results in the American were undetermined. And her family says... Because they also said you can't find any evidence that these five or six people were somehow involved in you mm -hmm. know, either plotting this or, right. or covering it up. And her dad is like, yeah, give me five months after a crime and I can make all of my text messages and all my stuff go away too. Is there the possibility that this was all a setup? Dad seems to think there's yeah. some, something. Some. I mean, he... Which, you know, maybe there is, but that could also be he's just looking. He know, wants to I find think, something. I think if I was him, I'd be looking of course. and trying to find something too. But it, the whole family definitely feels like justice has not been served. Well, that, I mean, yeah, so. it's crazy. I mean, hey, look, let's plot the perfect murder. All we have to do is bring a whole bunch of people down to Mexico, film a fight, and leave a person laying face down in a room, and then we all get away with it. Seems a little crazy. Seems insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The American autopsy, what they were able to do was essentially rule out, mm -hmm. but they couldn't rule in anything. Right. Well, look, she had a seizure, you said, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, then she had were, a pulmonary... Yeah, when they were trying to put the IV in to give her fluids, right, which was hours and hours after. Does she have some kind of medical condition? Does she have some kind of... She never had seizures before. She never... The thing is, is that there were many things that could have caused her to die. Right. It's just whether or not the cause was because of the assault. Right. It's entirely possible that there was a fight between these two girls earlier that morning. Mm -hmm. A horrible fight that a bunch of idiot friends filmed and didn't do right. anything to stop. Mm -hmm. And then she did have drinks or something like didn't had alcohol poisoning, got dehydrated, and right. maybe her friends didn't want to ruin their trip by taking her to the hospital. Like, sure. there's all these maybes, right. but, you know, the Occam's razor <laughs> is just like, sure. like, really? Kim, that, do you know what the Occam's razor is? Mm -mm. Occam's razor is the idea that, like, the simplest explanation is, is often the correct explanation. Right. 
Not necessarily that it is. Did you know that, Josh? Because, okay. Um, No, I wanted you to. (laughs) I'm throwing out out more random terms. Uh, (laughs) The simplest explanation, and the one that her family is sort of locked onto, is there was this ridiculous assault. Their kid was battered, probably either broke her spine or hit her head on the floor. Something happened that caused an internal injury that later in the day, because it was unattended to, led to a seizure and a cardiopulmonary arrest. The American autopsies noted that there was food particles in her lungs and airways, and the possibility she could have aspirated. Oh, if she tried to eat something or drink something afterwards. No, no, just if she's in a semi-conscious state, she could have aspirated. Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, look, you can't even rule out the fact that maybe somebody went and revisited her off-camera away from everybody, like... She could absolutely been, right. She yeah. could have been laying in, the, in another room or on the floor or something, and then the girl came back and said, this ain't done, and, you know, did mm-hmm. something else. I don't know. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you, and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. Hello, this is Dr. Grande, the host of True Crime Psychology and Personality. On my podcast, I explore and explain the pathology behind some of the most horrendous crimes and those who commit them. We discuss topics like narcissism, psychopathy, sociopathy, and antisocial personality disorder from a scientifically informed perspective. What is a narcissist? How do you spot a sociopath? What signs can you look for to protect yourself from these dangerous personalities? It's not just about the stories, but also the science and psychology behind them. So if you're interested in true crime or mental health, I'd encourage you to give my show a listen wherever you get podcasts. So where, where does this, I mean, you have a clear assault on video. Right, but the assault happened in a different country. So there's so, nothing. So there's right. nothing the U.S. authorities can do right. about that. The only thing that they could do is to agree to extradite the person doing the assault to, to Mexico mm-hmm. to be tried for murder. They're not going to do that. Because the American authorities did this autopsy and said there was no broken spine, there's no internal hemorrhaging, therefore there was not an assault that led to murder. Gotcha, gotcha. So we're not sending anyone to Mexico to be tried right. for murder, and we're not doing, doing anything, anything here. here. Okay. How, so, what is life like for the assaulter here? A little rough. A little rough for all the friends, actually. That video yeah. that you pulled up earlier, mm-hmm. the, the fight. Yeah. So, was, okay, so, so there was another street fight. Street justice. In, there was another some, fight in a parking lot, it looked mm-hmm, like, and yeah, a whole right. bunch of... It's been a lot of street justice is the yeah, right word. A lot exactly. of people in the United States, friends of Shanquilla, or whether they think the assault led to her death or not, there's been a lot of aggression anger. and mm-hmm. anger towards these kids who were down okay. there who stood by and did nothing. Especially the girl who fought her. Yeah, but all of, them. All, all, of them, all of them. They're all on. The they end. are all getting that. Smoke. They're all on the receiving end. Interesting. And they Khalil too. All. Even 
Even the guys? All of them. All of them were, if not complicit, none of them made sure that she got to a hospital. Sure. When, let's, let's paint the best version of this. Right. There was a fight, whatever. Uh, she drank too much and passed out from alcohol poisoning. A doctor shows up and says, we need to take your friend to the hospital. None of them said, absolutely get her to the hospital right. now. I'm going to throw so, out something else, though. They could have all been drunk. And stupid. Yeah. You know, if they've been partying all night, you know, and fighting and being idiots. I mean, yes, certain things will sober you up quickly. But at the same time, your friend is out cold, but they're all fucked up. They pulled it together to get on a flight back to the U.S. Though, that was later. Record time. That was later. Mm -hmm. But well, they did have to change their plans, right? Because they left was, the day That early. was like four hours later. I know Nazir Wiggins, I think. Oh, yeah, you said one came later. He came later and, in fact, had, and I'm not even sure where he fits in all of this, uh -huh. other than that he had done a video where he essentially says, I have nothing to do with this. When I okay. came, it was after. And oh, okay. Now, also, here's the other thing. Mystery who leaked the assault leaked video. The video. Yeah, we don't know. And why? Was it to get someone in trouble? And to say like, eh. and now granted, she had already she was already dead, right? And the video came out. Oh yeah, it was months. Right. Later. So why the fuck would someone leak that? Unless they were like, you need to take a look at this girl who mm -hmm. fought her. I can't think of another reason to yeah. leak the video. And they don't know who leaked it. No, I mean somebody knows, but we don't. Know. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a very strange case where you've got two totally conflicting autopsies, like whole chunks of the day missing. Right. Friends who weren't helping. Inconsistencies galore. Friends who refused medical care and then ran out of the country as fast as they could. Mexican authorities demanding the extradition of a U.S. citizen so they can try them for murder. The U.S. authorities saying there was no murder, so we're not sending anybody. So it's like... Yeah, this is the weirdest perfect murder ever. Or mm -hmm. perfect crime, I should say. Yeah, and my sense of this was there was no intention to murder someone, that it just... Yeah, it feels like a, a horrible there was a, If there was a murder it was an accidental thing. yeah but that's but a manslaughter right that's manslaughter but it's definitely fucked up it's mm -hmm. definitely a slaycation i mean it's interesting because dejeuner the one who i guess is the one suspected of the assault that we see in the video she was actually her birthday that they were there to celebrate she was one of them and one of the other i think it was malik had sent a Instagram message or, or a post mm -hmm. where he says something to the effect of, you know, happy birthday, I love you, I got you for life. And some people are like, hmm, what does that mean? I got you for life. Mm -hmm. Are you going to keep us? Like, what does that mean? You mean afterwards? Yeah. Well, maybe he knows that she's taken a lot of shit for the, the fact that she's on video assaulting the... Yeah, no, it, it could and he's be. he's just saying, I got your back. Right. Could be. Even the fact that they all scattered, like, you know what? You're in a foreign country. There's a death. Like, we better get the fuck out of here because who knows? The, you don't want to wind up in a Mexican prison. You don't want to wind up in the Mexican justice system. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I would probably want to get the fuck out of there, too. Yeah, okay. But let's say your friend dies, you're on vacation, and you don't feel you have any like culpability there's no wrongdoing on your part why would you leave their body in a foreign country without making any arrangements and go home like wouldn't you at least stay to make sure everything gets worked out 
a foreign country? I, I, I don't know. I would be spooked that you might think you have no wrongdoing, but who knows what is going to be... The interpretation. Interpreta- yeah, interpreted. And, and, and mm-hmm. what other people are going to say. I mean, look, obviously, everybody there had some small role in this, but probably not everybody equally. And, you know, it's like you do things and you didn't think it was going to matter that much. You're recording this beating, for example, because it's like, whatever. And then it's like, oh, shit, this got out of hand. But it happened so fast. And then, look, you know, the girl stopped hitting her. Like, you know, in a way, I was like, I I was expecting it to be worse, that the girl was going to be unconscious and this other girl's just stomping on her because I've seen videos like that. And that didn't happen. And it was like, okay, we don't know why this girl felt the need to attack her so viciously. And, you know, group mentality is also, you know, it's like if one person's like, I'm out of here, like, am I going to stay or am I, you know, be the martyr and and like, you know, or am I like, you know what, maybe they got the right idea and like, let's all get the fuck out of here. I don't don't know. know. I'm not saying it's the right thing. I can't even imagine. I got to say, I I don't relate to any of it. I don't relate to being a person that's more concerned about, I wouldn't even think that I would even need to necessarily care about this person in in an emotional like oh this is a dear friend kind of way for me to be this is horrible this should never have happened what the fuck is going on right. well that's why you're a good person you're a wonderful <laughs> wife and terrific mother and you know the person that you want to go to mexico with <laughs> yeah well also but to that point like if i was in mexico if i was like with a good fr- friend or a friend and they died and or a I, friend of a friend. Or a friend of a friend or anyone that I was traveling with, mm-hmm. I would not leave the country because I didn't do anything wrong. I but understand. You know that. I know that. If it's clear that nothing wrong happened, people underst- die on vacations all the time. We're talking about murder. It's like occasion to show about murder on vacation. But people die on vacations all the time and sure. you call the police and you're like, my husband or wife died or my friend died and you deal with it. If someone dies on vacation and your first impulse is to get the fuck out of that country... Yeah, there's probably something, something happened. happened. Look, here's yeah. the thing. Well, we saw the video, but we didn't see a video of everything that happened right. prior and after. That, that's my point. Yeah. Is like their behavior... It's just, is, it's sus. It's sus. All right, but the thing, the thing too also that you have to think about... Super sus. ...is if you're on vacation and a member of your party dies, I get why you may not want to stay. But I guess the thing is, is that I, I'm surprised that everyone left without some clear understanding of what the next steps would be. I wonder if like one person was like, "I'm out of here," and then everybody else is just like, "Oh shit, you know what? Maybe I should go too," mm-hmm. because you get spooked and you're like, "If I'm the last man standing or last woman standing here, like, uh, this is all fall on me, and now the cops are after me, and then I've got to answer all the questions." And look, I have no doubt that you two would stay and do the right thing if that's the right thing but i also would be like you know sending letters to kim in a mexican prison because you'd be there because somehow they they gotta blame somebody so i can't blame them for a lot of this but at the same time my takeaway you gotta know who you're traveling with uh, you gotta know who your friends are yeah I and mean, who they're not and who they're not her mother never thought in a million years that of course, yeah. that would have turned out the way that it did. Now, one thing I have to throw out there. Did they... <laughs> one thing I have to throw out there. 
<laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Did they ever suspect the private chef? <laughs> <laughs> you got to do a clean. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, why can't I say this? <laughs> One thing I got to know. <clears throat> Did they ever suspect the private chef? <laughs> For cooking up the perfect crime. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was on the menu. <laughs> That's what's on the menu. Murder on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> hot in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Maybe we should uh, open up, <laughs> reopen the investigation into the, into the chef. Uh, <laughs> oh my so god! Fuck me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so where we're at now? So the family's raised over seven hundred thousand dollars for her legal her legal fund. Her, her sister, sister started a GoFundMe. Yeah. yeah, the family is not letting this go. Basically, they said exactly what you said. This is the perfect slaycation quote: "Is that the family's attorney said the message cannot be that U.S. citizens can go overseas, commit crimes against other U.S. citizens, and then come back and say I'm on base, I'm safe." And I'm not going to be arrested. And that there's going to be such a delay in the investigation that the evidence will have time to dissipate. Mm. Right. So intentionally or not, these kids just sort of found themselves in the perfect Venn yeah. diagram of like, they're okay. The family is continuing to petition the State Department and Biden administration to do something. Their feeling is that she was murdered and they want someone brought to justice. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, We will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page. Do you think something should happen? I mean, what are your thoughts on? So my thoughts on this case are the giant question that is left unanswered by the discrepancy between the Mexican autopsy, which says her spinal cord was broken and that's how she died, and the U.S. autopsy, which says her spinal cord was not broken so she wasn't murdered, is then how did she die? Because the Mexican autopsy also said that she did not have alcohol in her system. Well, there's all kinds so, of... What so, did the U.S. say she did? Or well, was there too was late? no toxicology the, report. They couldn't do... The U.S. Yeah, was, was too so late, much right? late, later. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Most people that are tested for alcohol poisoning are getting that test at presentation. So we may never know. We, we just don't know. That's the question I have is, you know, if she didn't have alcohol poisoning and she didn't break her neck or her spine, right, what happened? then what happened? Right. You know? I do think that they, you know, in a perfect world, you get each of those kids in a room alone, separated from the others, 
and get their right. story. A, a proper interrogation, yeah. which did not happen. No, did not happen. And that's the family's beef is like, why is that not happening? And the right. FBI and the U.S. government are saying, well, we would only do that if we suspected a crime. Right. And because the Mecklenburg County autopsy showed no evidence of damage to her spine or neck, they're saying, well, there is no. Where is Mecklenburg? It's in North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. The family lives in North, North Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Here's the thing. I mean, if I'm the family, Khalil, get the fuck over here. What happened? You're her friend. Sit down with us and tell us every detail. Well, this is the nature of some of the street justice and fights that's happening now around this. Like, I would think if this happened in the United States, let's just just pretend it Mm -hmm. happened in the U.S. A kid, let's just say she got alcohol poisoning. She passes out. She's out cold for seven or eight hours. Her friends refuse medical care for three hours, say, don't worry about it. And then finally, they try and give her an IV and she dies. I feel like we'd at least do an investigation into criminally negligent homicide for somebody. Right. Because someone in that situation was essentially saying, we're not going to care for her in the way that the medical authority is is suggesting we do. Right. I just don't know if the U.S. authorities can do that. If they're saying that her spine wasn't broken and her neck wasn't broken, then what that leaves you with is alcohol poisoning. Mm -hmm. And if her friends were like, we're not going to let her go to the hospital to be cared for, even though she's dehydrated, unresponsive, and has alcohol poisoning, they were negligent, weren't they? In some way. Yeah. I don't know legally. I I, I don't know legally. legally. But I feel like in the U.S., they'd at least be brought in for questioning. Right. I mean, and look, we know she didn't just magically die for, like something happened to Mm -hmm. her. It was noted that there were abrasions and cuts and scrapes all over her body. Right. You know, indicative. But I mean, she was in a fight. We saw that she was in a fight. I mean, there could be surface wounds and bruises Mm -hmm. and stuff. But again, I've seen crazy ass fights. Guys kicked right in the face. We bring people in for questioning in this country for making a a left turn against a red signal. Again, I don't understand the international rules around criminal investigations. But if this happened in the United States, they all absolutely would have been questioned. Oh, of course. And then the inconsistencies. Well, they they but they split before the Mexican authorities could question them. Correct. Genius move on their part. So or lucky. Well, whatever. But they got out. They got out before they could get you know uh, into the system. Maybe she was okay. Then the IV came. Who puts fentanyl in the IV? No, that's not what happened. All right. It was cocaine, <sighs> not fentanyl. What? No. <laughs> Seemed like everything was okay until they tried to put that IV no. in. No. <sighs> Am I on the couch again? Things tonight? were not okay. No, I know. Um, I would say my takeaway from this is for the other people who were there, which mm-hmm. is like, put your fucking phone down and take care of other human beings when they're having problems. That's an excellent takeaway. That's my takeaway. Put your fucking phone down, pay attention. And help other people, even if it means you might get in some trouble. And step the fuck up. Yeah. Like, if you see something crazy... Yeah, be a fucking decent human being and help. Why is that so hard? World star. Fuck world star. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) You got good fights Sounds so You keep saying it. (laughs) Sounds bad. Fuck them. (laughs) Sounds Uh, gross. All right. Well, Kimmy, do you have any takeaway? No, I guess I just will piggyback on what Jerry said. Just, you know, use your best judgment. You, follow your conscience. Are you looking at something that is egregiously fucked up and just not doing anything? Right. Maybe do something. Just for the record, Kim skipped right from being a teenager to being a very mature 30-year-old. She did not have her drunken 20s. That is correct. I I, I didn't. 
I will say that even in my 20s, when I was under the influence of whatever, if something bad was happening, I took care of it. Like, I paid attention. Right. Kim, too. And my friends did, too. Right. That's why I will go to Mexico with both of you. (laughs) (laughs) And stay at the villa. (laughs) Yeah, I was never like, oh, well, I'm partying, so whatever. So like, you said that mm-hmm. villa was like fifteen hundred a night. It's got to be cheaper now, right? After oh my this, God. we should be able to get it for like six. Oh my God, six hundred, five hundred. Oh man, what, dude? That's dark. <laughs> that's a dark well, discount. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Anyway, yeah, this was a this was a crazy one, uh, but one we knew was coming because this had been in the news. We got to the bottom of this, sort of, did we? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Don't feel like we did. Well, this one is going to stay in the news for a while, I think. So keep uh, you know, keep looking out for stuff like this. Might have to revisit this one. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Slaycation. We'll see you on the next one.